This is Ghetto. Broadcasting live from the studios of AM570. It's on a website. This is FNA. I am a god. Now what? Why don't you get out of that jumpsuit and let me smack that fat ass? <laughs> That's a scary crew. <laughs> as far as the product goes, uh, the voice of a new generation, man. You guys are the young guys. Are really at the top of their games. The two of them had something in common. We bring you Radio Ecstasy. Oh, it's beautiful. Broadcasting live from the studios of AM570. FNA. FNA. Let it happen. This is the FNA Podcast. A special Friday edition of the FNA Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for joining us. It is Kevin Figures and Adam Austin wearing a great shirt, by the way. That's not a ripped apparel tee, is it? Is it really that great, though? And I don't want to disparage Ronnie, who got me this shirt for Christmas. Oh, that kind of looks bootleg. But these look like the Teenage Mutant Bootleg Turtles. It looks like... uh, See, I saw the Heroes in a Half Shell, and I saw Leonardo at the top, but then it looks kind of a bootleg drawing now that I see it. Where did he get that shirt? I could draw better Ninja Turtles than this. And And I'm not an artist at all. Why is Donatello's leg so skinny and wobbly looking? (laughs) Because he hasn't healed it. Because he's the scientist guy yet, or that is like the teenage, he's not supposed to be much of a fighter. He does te- machines. That's the teenage mutant anorexic turtles, is what that is. The turtles are supposed to be swole. The turtles can't fight. Uh, the, the turtles are. They, Shredder's gonna have a field day they, with them. The emaciated turtles. Bebop and Rocksteady are going to kill them. The, the Shredder wants nothing to do with those turtles. He's, he's, I can't make soup out of this. It's just bones. I should take a picture of this. I for can't take turtle soup out of. Not to hate on Ronnie's gift. <laughs> when I first saw it, it was like it's just a Ninja Turtle shirt. So I was like, all right. But you've been sitting, and so you stand. You stood up. This is my first time I seen you stand up and show the entire thing. It's a, that's the, the the struggle turtles. These aren't ferocious. I know the turtles are short, but they're stout. You know? said they're stocky. They're like they're a built. bunch of wolverines. They're built. Even though Hugh Jackman's like 6'3". But still, and people are still upset about that casting because of it, as if it matters. But people are upset, oh, because he's too tall? Yeah. Really? See, this is the stuff. Did this... you watch the last Wolverine movie, yes. Logan? Yes, it was great. Great. It was great. That's the best one. But I mean, the fact that... And pe- then he dies. <laughs> they Spoiler. finally got it right, Spoiler and alert. he dies. Yeah, uh, yeah it's the Juggernaut, bitch. The Juggernaut didn't kill him. No. Juggernaut was in the new Deadpool. Yeah, that little girl was bad, though. Huge she, balls. Was, she was slicing necks and all kinds of stuff left and right. I said, yeah. yeah. Just killing people like that. She was cool. Yeah. It was ultra violent because it was rated R. Mm-hmm. There was cursing. <laughs> there was boobs. That's actually what I want from a Ninja Turtles movie. Cursing and boobs. Well, maybe. There was some cursing in the Ninja But I Turtles. don't want the boobs from the female turtle, Venus, who was in the TV show live-action style on Fox back in the late 90s, early 2000s. I kind of didn't watch it, so I don't. I can't. I don't know. She was at she that was point, naked because she's a turtle. At that point, I was out. But did they give her boobs? Because, yeah. again, she's a turtle. There was some growth in that area. Oh. And well, that's it different. made me uncomfortable. Plus, although those costumes were bootleg, just like in Ninja Turtles 3 when they go back in time, they're not as bootleg as this shirt is. <laughs> <laughs> this looks like the type of shirt you would get outside of a concert that somebody made on the corner in like their garage you drive like three blocks away from the yeah. venue and the cat has got his pop-up shop set up like i went and saw smashing pumpkins a couple of weeks ago or last week and there were people selling shirts on the corner you'd have to go inside for the official smashing pumpkin shirts. will cost like 45 dollars and the ninja turtles did do a rock tour one time the coming out of their shell tour 
Mm. This really says a lot about <laughs> what I know about Ninja Turtles. Now, exactly now, what point did we lose control here? Were they playing like Back in Black by ACDC or something? Were they actually performing songs? Original or? songs. I had the t- cassette tape. Yeah. But ACDC is a good call because it seemed like they were modeled after mm-hmm. a band like that. No doubt. From the late 80s, early 90s. Now, the Power Rangers did a tour, too, and they didn't play music. But they had like a stage show where they were fighting putty patrols and like a bootleg Godar. I went to one of those. It's It's pretty sweet. Okay. It's actually pretty sweet. So I went to that. Where was that at? I think it was at the amphitheater in in, uh, Universal City. Did the putties still explode when they punched them in the chest? At least that was the second season of the putties. Yeah, when was, they had the Z, the Z on, on their on chest, and this is the one that I went to because Lord Zed was there too. Oh, was Rita still there? Rita was there too. Rita's his wife, so okay. Rita was back by then. Well, let me ask you this: Was the most important ranger there? The Green Ranger. Dragon Sword. Yes. Was the White Ranger not there then? I don't. I, no, I think he was still. I think he was still green. I'm but trying it, to remember. Was he losing his powers? Did they run? Did they use that storyline? Nah, that's, that's the best. They didn't use. They don't think they used a particular storyline. It was he like was a crippled. It was like a standalone just thing okay. event just for the stage. They it was almost like they just did an episode, but they did it on stage with like flashing lights and a bunch of kooky stuff and crazy weird stuff. Sounds fun. It was fun. I would have been there with you. Well, I didn't buy a shirt though. So I'm a little bit older, so it's weirder. If I, you know, was an older guy in the crowd watching the Power Rangers <laughs> live, yeah. Not to send Chris and Hansen I don't have you. a kid with me. <laughs> you be that creepy guy that walks into a Chuck E. Cheese? Hey, man, I just want to give me a pie right quick. I don't know why y'all looking at me like that. Okay, uh, they have good sh- good pizza. They have great pizza. And if you get the thin flat bread, it is really, really bomb. So I don't want anyone giving me dirty looks when I go in there for that pizza. But what happens when, and I, when I play the game? So why do you go sit down in the corner by yourself? And, and when and I just, jump in the ball bin. And just stare <laughs> while you're chewing. That's the part that people like that creeps people out. <laughs> Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> You're yeah. a pretty normal, horny old man. We'll definitely uh, tweet out a picture of that shirt and put it on the FNA. We've talked about it so much, we can't talk about it because you, you guys can't see it here on the show. Uh, on our FNA show account and also on our Adam's Twitter feed, too, which you can find Adam at Follow Adam A. I am at KFIG1 on Twitter. We are at FNA Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We teased it out on Wednesday's show, which I'm so stupid, I thought it was Monday. You know nothing, Jon Snow. You know nothing, Adam Oswald. I would say it was Monday somewhere, but I don't think so. I don't know if there's anywhere on the world in the planet where it's two days before. Yeah. Yeah. Different universe. Yeah. I'm a dumbass. Uh, but we teased out Petros Papadakis would come on. Promises made, promises kept. He's here. On this show. Petros Papadakis will be coming up in just a few minutes here on the back end of the show. TK Trinidad is back. We didn't have TK last week. She's back with some entertainment news. So uh, we'll get, get into some uh, stuff coming up in the news with uh, with TK. Okay. Yeah. Very good. We like the entertainment news here. She works for TMZ. So and we, and she's we, credible. Yes. And we believe we have some voicemails to get to at the end of the show as well. Good. Because uh, I don't want to give money to Andre two weeks in a row. I already had to give him $40. And how much I did that, it kicking and screaming. Say, how much did that hurt you? Big time. Yeah. You know what I said in the note when you send a uh, PayPal, uh, when you send an amount of money in PayPal, it lets you write a note attached to it. So I guess you could kind of chronicle where that money went. Sure. In the note, I just said, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. 
but he doesn't care. No, it's his money. I wouldn't either. You rich are getting rich. You give me money, you can say whatever the hell. You, well, almost whatever you want. It's <laughs> just twenty dollars this week, though. Twenty dollars for the winner this week. So nine four nine four seven eight eleven ninety seven. If you did not get in for this week, which you probably didn't, but uh, if you didn't, call in next week and have a chance to win twenty bucks. Then, all right, call in. Come give us a comment on whatever the hell we're talking about. You want to talk Ninja Turtles on Monday's show? We talked a lot of on Wednesday's show. We talked a lot of Khalil Mack, and we had Chris Hansen on, and not the Chris Hansen that you're thinking of. You have a seat right over here for him. And then also we talked about. I the, still kind of want to book that Chris Hansen for the show. He was though. down the hall one time. I know what happened. We weren't here though, right? He was with Mark Thompson, wasn't he? Or was he with Just uh, Tim a coincidence Conway? we weren't here. It's yeah. not that we were scared that he would recognize us from our <laughs> online chats or anything. Right. He was like, hey, have a seat, sir. <laughs> you know, I have the transcript. Ah! <laughs> like, oh, those Orioles are Hydrox. It don't matter. Bring them this way, bro. It's all good. <laughs> Yeah, what if we just showed up for the cookies, man? Yeah, exactly. That's not a good enough excuse. There's cookies there. <laughs> that's all. I, that's all I wanted. Is like, how dare you implicate me? You just said you had eliminating cookies. How was I supposed to? My condoms. God, I always carry condoms. Condoms. <laughs> now be this, prepared. But speaking of uh, speaking of cookies, here's a man that's taken down a few or two in his life. Phone's ringing, dude. Thank you, Donnie. Well, it's an early bird special on the FNA podcast this morning, so we had to bring in the cock of the walk when it comes to college football and great sports talk. He was my favorite personality and commentator before I got to work with him, and since then, he's only solidified himself as the goat cheese since he's Greek. It's Petros Papadakis back for the second week in a row on the FNA podcast. P, what's up? How are we doing? This is the second week in a row? Yeah. It is. We're about to make it a third in a few days. Wow, all right. Well, hello, guys. How are you? <laughs> Big golf, eh? We're, we're excellent. How are you, brother? How are things out there in Michigan? I'm good. I just took the red eye to uh, Michigan. Uh, D.L. Hughley was on my flight with Ooh. a giant hat. <laughs> That's cool. Is that necessary? Was that for Burt Reynolds? <laughs> I don't know. And the guy from uh, Michigan that the Lakers drafted? D- uh, oh, the D- German. Yeah. He right. was on oh, the plane. Mo, oh, Mo Wagner. I was about to say Darius yeah. uh, Darius Morris, the old point guard from a couple of years ago. Oh, Mo Wagner. No. Okay. Wagner, the big German guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then there was like a bunch of rappers that I didn't recognize that Kevin could have helped me out with. But... How do you know they're rappers? Did they have like grills in their mouth? Well, or? they were all sitting in first class and they were all dressed like rappers and they had like hundreds of bags from like uh rodeo drive that like they tried to like stuff in all the overheads it just it seemed yeah. real hip-hop were any white girls with them because that's normally they give away too no no but okay. they were talking to them they were talking to the women. <laughs> <laughs> were they, they hollering at the stewardess they're recruiting i see them <laughs> so yeah. yeah i got here and now i'm here i'm in michigan for the michigan western michigan game on uh saturday morning tomorrow morning when I'm done with you guys, I'm going to go get intimidated by Jim Harbaugh, and uh, then we're going to go do our show. Well, speak, yeah, speaking of Harbaugh, since you're out there in Michigan, they uh, they took it on the chin a little bit against Notre Dame. It was a close game. It's not that like they got destroyed or anything. And I know the president of the university came out and gave him a bit of a vote of confidence earlier this week when everyone's talking about him being on the hot seat. Uh, do you take that word with a grain of salt? Do you actually think that if he ha- finds a way to possibly lose again to Ohio State and Michigan State and gets off to another tough start, that he will be the coach next year? Well, I don't think that Michigan can keep changing coaches. You know, they had a terrible, terrible run with the with the Rich Rodriguez and, and Brady Hoke era. Just really, really bad. 
so and it's just not recognizable. This type of football, even if they're losing, is recognizable to these people. You know, they they understand defense, they understand running the ball, uh, they understand a tough, angry mentality from a guy in Jim Harbaugh that played for Joe Bo Beckler. I think Harbaugh's a great coach. I think people have overreacted uh, to the beginning of this season, at least. I mean, people can criticize last year, but you open the season against Notre Dame and it takes a little while for your offense to get jump-started and you take the loss. I mean, Joel Klatt made a pretty great point on our show earlier in the week. It's like, who played better last week, Notre Dame, uh, Michigan, or Penn State? Oh, yeah, definitely Michigan. Or Miami or Florida State or... Yeah, so uh, and we'll see. Western Michigan is a is a proud program in state. You know, all these guys want to play in this venue. Of course, uh, they have some pretty explosive offensive players, and some of these guys, you know, played in the Cotton Bowl. A lot of them played in the Coliseum last year against SC. Uh, I don't think they're going to be intimidated, but they're certainly going to be uh, outclassed in talent and uh, size wise. Uh, we have Petros Papadakis joining us here in the FNA podcast. P, you mentioned it a little bit there, but how much stock should people put into week one in college football? I'm old enough to remember that Texas-Notre Dame game that started things off as the, uh, I think that was a primetime game a couple years ago, and everyone said how good they looked. Max Strong's last year, by the way. So is it way too early to overreact to anything that has happened so far? Well, seeing Charlie Strong get fired, after an opener <laughs> or get rehired after an opener it's just kind of what we're used to uh, everybody everybody overreacts to the first game you know you have a usc team that goes out and the, the freshman quarterback throws for a bunch of yards against a unlv team that lost to howard last year i mean cincinnati lost four get only won four games last year and was not a good team and came out here to the rose bowl and UCLA didn't look like they had any identity, and eventually in the second half without the quarterback, they, they got beat up and, and lost you know, to a team like that. So I think, and, and, and really, the first game, if you played football at that level or much higher, everybody will tell you, I heard Chris Collins were talking about it last night during the Eagles game, was the, the first game is just tough. The first game takes a while to get your bearings. It takes a while to, to reacclimate to the speed of actual football. It is not the same as practice, even if it's a live scrimmage. It just isn't that way. There's something about the crowd and the refs and the clock, and, and it just it, it's a different vibe. And some teams, especially when they're made up of college kids, and if you're playing young people especially, have a hard time adjusting to that. And it just it, it isn't always indicative of how the year is going to go. So I think we overreact react way too much, but I also applaud the teams that, that play tough games in the first, in the first game, like Michigan, like Notre Dame, like Washington, like Auburn this year, that, that want to see where they're at. as kind of a, uh, uh, dipping stick, so to speak, uh, Mark Twain. And then you go from there because you don't really learn much, you know, beating the crap out of UNLV. You do learn a lot. You do learn a lot if Cincinnati, who you're supposed to beat the crap out of, comes to your stadium and you lose, though. Yeah. So what exactly did UCLA learn? Wilton Spate was in there. didn't look that great. Gets injured. They throw in the freshman Thompson Robinson. And I don't, I don't know how well you can expect him to play, considering he's a true freshman out there. 
Um, and there was some questionable play calling towards the end of the game. I'd like to get your thoughts on Chip Kelly going forward on fourth down as opposed to punting the ball, seeing as his defense was playing so well in the second half. And then just what the prospects are, I can't imagine that good, for them heading into Norman this weekend for an early kickoff, too. Yeah, that was an interesting game. It was called interest, interestingly. Sorry, I haven't slept much. I understand. But uh, at the same time, at the same time, uh, I I think Chip knows how to develop players. I, I have faith in his ability to do his thing. I thought they would look better. Obviously, they played a lot of young people. The quarterback did not look as speedy as I thought he would look. He's more of just like a quick guy. He was a lot more like. Garen Thomas, the kid from Oregon that played for Chip, as opposed to the kid uh, Marcus Mariota <laughs> that played for Chip uh, toward the end of his career at Oregon and won a Heisman under Mark Helfrich. We'll see. I mean, they, they obviously are going to develop. I, I didn't understand Chip's play calling down the stretch, but a lot of people don't understand what Chip's doing, and there's a method to it. So I do think you can still call plays and figure out a way to win or beat Cincinnati and teach your team uh, how to how to get by in a football game. But obviously it just didn't come together for UCLA, and they're going to use the youth movement as an excuse. What what kind of prospects do they have in Norman? Look, wacky stuff has happened in the past, and I, I think Chip's a great coach, but I just think they're grossly outmanned in, in Oklahoma, and especially if you're playing a bunch of young people, that environment is going to scare the living crap out of them. So... I hope they look better than FAU. Let's just put it like that. Can they get a moral victory if they keep the score respectable tomorrow? I guess uh, if you if you if you think about that, they're they, they're most probably going to be zero and two coming into a game against a tough Fresno team, uh, and that I have that game uh, next week on on FS1. So yeah. uh, I, I don't I don't really know. <laughs> it's hard to say, but uh, Oklahoma looks like a pretty well oiled machine and. They look like a team that fully has their identity. So when you're going to play a, a team laden with five stars, totally has their identity, bloodthirsty crowd, and you're a, a, a West Coast team, a hotshot coach with a lot of inexperience, it just does not bode well. Adam used the word moral victory a second ago. Maybe Washington is too good of a program to take away that sort of thing. They did lose to Auburn. It was what was essentially a road game. They didn't have their All-American left tackle, and it looks like he's out for the remainder of the season, so that's going to sting. Is it a moral victory that they at least didn't get blown out in that game, or are they too good of a program to take moral victories, and they have to be able to win not only for themselves but just for the Pac-12 conference as a whole? Well, they couldn't get blown out in that game. I don't know if you'd want to call that a moral victory or not. If I was inside the 13-yard line five times yeah. and came away with the points that they came away with, I'd I'd be a little really pissed off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't be talking about moral victories. And I thought Washington played hard and acquitted themselves well and in many ways kind of controlled the game physically against a really obviously good physical football team in the Auburn Tigers. I, I like Washington this year. I think Washington and Stanford are the two best teams in, in the conference and the two most well-developed teams in the conference. And they probably have the two best running backs in the conference, even though I like the kid at Utah as well. But I just I don't know if they can get through unscathed. I think now they have to really get through unscathed if they're going to make the championship game. And uh, if they can do that... They'll be back in the playoffs. I thought it was a good enough showing, but 
that was clearly a game they could have and should have won in a very hostile environment. So they looked good to me, but, you know, first game, unfortunate. Uh, it really would have helped the West Coast if they could have won, but they did not. What did you make of Jake Browning's performance in that game? Because he had the two big turnovers, but outside of that, I thought he played better, obviously, than he did against Bama or against USC a couple years ago. Well, they looked better, you know, as a team uh, against Bama or uh, against USC a couple years ago. And uh, that's kind of the player he is. You know, he's going to make some good throws, but he's also going to run around a little bit and get sacked because he's not, you know, as athletic as some of the other quarterbacks we see, he's he's kind of just pure drop-back quarterback, but he can use his legs a little bit. You know, I, I've seen Jake Browning, let's put it like this, more than, than he has gone down the field and won the game, I, I've seen him make mistakes to lose the game. And maybe those are just the games that I've called or the ones that I've watched really closely. But I think he's a great player. I think he's a great leader. I think uh, he's been a fabulous quarterback and a stabilizing force for Chris Peterson's program. I don't think that he uh, has that little special spark of a guy who has the ability to take a team down and, and win the game in the last second. He, he's he got a lot of moxie. He's got a lot of toughness. But I've just seen those situations get away from him more than once uh, over the years. And, and they kind of got away from him with those turnovers, you're in a tight game in a hostile environment like that. It's really hard to overcome turnovers. And we all know that your defense was playing great too. Yeah. Their defense is great, you know, and, and same with Michigan, you know, a lot of these teams have great defenses, but if the offense doesn't put them in a great position that they can still end up losing the game despite playing very well. And that's kind of what happened to Michigan last week. You mentioned JT Daniels and the performance he had against UNLV, albeit not the greatest UNLV team, and they go on to Stanford this weekend, and Stanford looked as unimpressive as you can look in a 31-10 win, especially in that first half. Bryce Love didn't do anything, and they still found a way uh, to win that game against a pretty quality San Diego State team. Uh, what do you think are the chances of USC actually going into Stanford and being able to get a victory with the freshman quarterback back there against that tough defense? Well, SC can win because SC's USC and they're very talented and, and they play Stanford every year. And league games are hard, though, and league games on the road are even harder. League games with a true freshman quarterback and they got four really experienced linebackers that are going to want to get after his ass, uh, those are really difficult. So that's what Stanford's going to have to overcome. I mean, excuse me, that's what USC is going to have to overcome. Stanford uh, – I didn't think they looked as bad as as you did uh, calling the game. Uh, literally, San Diego State was putting nine guys in the box. Mm -hmm. Like their safety, Parker Baldwin, was sprinting toward the line of scrimmage, uh, timing up the snap every, every single time. And, you know, nine guys are just hard to block. So after a little while, David Shaw just decided to exploit a one-on-one -on -one matchup on, on the uh, sidelines with J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, who ended up having a huge game. Sure did. And, uh, and he was like, you know, seven inches taller than the corner he was out there battling against. And I really like the Stanford quarterback. I think he's got a little bit of vinegar in him that we, we didn't even see with Andrew Luck or Kevin Hogan or any of these guys. I mean, he is their next guy, and, and he's a little different. You know, he yells in the huddle. He gets after people. He, he likes to sling the ball. The ball comes out really fast. I mean, obviously, Andrew Luck is a prototype best-looking quarterback I've ever seen, along with Sam Darnold. But this kid is a guy. He's a little bit of an Orange County gunslinger, and that's not a bad thing for the Stanford offense. Now, 
Bryce Love did not run the ball uh, a ton in the game uh, or for a lot of yards, but he pass protected beautifully, and I, I think they're fine in that regard. I, I just think their offense is a lot more versatile than it was last year, and if you do sell out to stop Bryce Love, they have a lot of weapons, including the tight ends and a slot guy named Connor Weddington that can really hurt you. On the other side, what did you see out of JT Daniels last week? That well, makes... I thought he looked good. You know, I thought he looked good. I thought that freshman receiver, Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, those guys looked as advertised. And I mean, if you're playing against UNLV, you better look good against UNLV. And those guys did. Uh, I'm not sure if USC's defense did. They gave up 300 yards rushing. A lot of UNLV reverses, team. though. You know, a lot of yeah, well, trickery. It all it all adds up. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, who, who's to say Stanford won't run a reverse? My God. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, I w- we'll see what happens. I-, I like JT Daniels. I think he's a good player. If I were Stanford, I'd put the, the corner who was hurt last week, your best player, Elijah Holder. I think he's back this week. I'd put him right on that freshman and uh, and see what happens from there. But I, I want to see USC establish themselves as a balanced offense against a tough defense but Stanford's biggest question is on the D-line and those guys acquitted themselves pretty well against what you said is a quality San Diego State team especially their offensive line and uh, I like Stanford's uh, I like Stanford's ability in this game to beat SC you mentioned on your show earlier this week talking about uh, early season issues you talked about what happened last night in the first game and how sloppy the NFL was and I heard you talk going after Willie Taggart a little bit for some comments he made about Virginia Tech players uh, talking about accusing them of faking injuries and slowing down the momentum of their offense. And Justin Fuente says we weren't faking injuries. Our guys were cramping up because it was just so hot. Uh, Do you believe that there is this epidemic of now that we have all of these hurry up offenses, that there are some teams that do actually fake injuries to slow down momentum? Or do you think they're just making excuses? No, I mean, I think uh, I think teams do fake injuries to slow down momentum. I've seen it happen a whole bunch. I think it happens less now because uh, we can tell and uh, we show it on TV. I mean, it was really more prevalent when Chip was the coach at Oregon. I mean, believe it or not, uh, I thought Willie was making an excuse because his team got his ass absolutely handed to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's what, what he was talking about. And uh, the third part about it, I think that uh, – I think that cramping and stuff like that is really prevalent, especially early in the season. I mean, you saw uh, Trufant go out yesterday with cramps and, and come back into the game. So, I mean, uh, look, when, when, you get your, when you get your ass kicked like Florida State or Miami did, the best thing is, is just not to say anything and move on to the next week. He is Petros Papadakis. He'll be on the call tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Pacific for Michigan, Western Michigan on FS1. Of course, follow him at the old P on Twitter. That's his super secret account that's now verified. Verified now. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a blue check mark. Yeah. And he deserves it. Thanks for doing this this morning, P. We appreciate it. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. There he goes. Our friend, Petros Papadakis. <laughs> Coming out on this the, morning. Out in the Midwest doing his thing, uh, which we appreciate. It's like, now he's not up early. I think he's up late because, again, he caught a red eye. So I'm the same way. I couldn't sleep last night. Unfortunately, <laughs> this threw a wrench into my sleeping plans getting up this early. Totally it? worth it because it's Petros Papadakis coming on, and I'd wait forever for him, like the chick in uh, Legends of the Fall saying that to Brad Pitt, but then forever took too long, I guess. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
Just kidding. Short? <laughs> Lovely lady. <laughs> Jeez. I forget what other movie she was in. Oh, it was it? Knight's Tale. Yeah, with Gene. Someone who's definitely not a bitch is TK Trinidad. And she's coming on the very next segment with entertainment news. So it's been about a week or so since we've had her on the show. Maybe she's got info on all those rappers that were on the plane with Petros. It's very possible. <laughs> Seeing those TMZ sleuths are all over the damn place. You never know. So we had uh, TK coming up in the very next segment. Got entertainment news on deck. So don't go anywhere. Welcome back into the FNA podcast. It's a Friday edition of the show. Thank God it's Friday, and thank God we have this woman on. TK's bringing you that heat. The latest news gossip and all that. It's TK Trinidad from TMZ. TK, what's up? Good. How are you guys doing? Excellent. How are you? We're doing phenomenal. Uh, Alive, alive, and well. That's right. Yes. So what's on um, tap guys, today? Uh, are you guys uh, burning your Nikes, taking it back? What's what's the deal? Uh, no, God no. No, I started a bonfire out back. And yeah, I'm, just you know, just wondering. <laughs> I, the last I, thing I'm doing is buying my like, Jays because I spent way too much for them. So I that's think, kind of thing doesn't make any sense to me. I may think Colin Kaepernick isn't the smartest guy ever. I also think people that are burning their Nike stuff are idiots too. So whatever. Well, I wouldn't say 80s. I just, like, I was online yesterday. Unfortunately, I got into the rabbit hole. But um, I'm sure my whole thing is, I know, my whole thing is if you're going to do that, you're doing it for a point because, you know, nobody was returning Nikes two weeks ago. So, therefore, if you're going to do it and the point is, you know, you don't want people disrespecting the flag because it, it's also disrespecting the troops that, you know, fought for this country, then why not? You know, Nikes are more expensive than the majority of those shoes. So, either donate the money that you would get back to the troops, or if you're not balling, the change that you get back from the new pairs of shoes, then donate it to the troops. Yeah, or just donate the shoes to to a shelter or something. Don't burn them. That's just a giant way. That's like taking a pile of money and setting it on fire. That's all all you're doing. Hades with the children. Send them down there. Well, you know, they're... The, yeah, well, yeah, like I said, those people aren't the sharpest tacks in the boxes either. And I should clarify. Yeah. Look, I like Colin Kaepernick. But I need to clarify. I think he has some good intentions because I kind of called mm-hmm. him an idiot earlier. Oh, you so I don't think he's the smartest person. Yeah, I, okay. I just kind of let that one go. You obscure mm-hmm. your own message when I don't mind any of the kneeling stuff. I support that. Mm-hmm. We have the freedom to do that. Mm-hmm. But you wear a Fidel Castro shirt. You wear the police officer socks when they're pigs. You don't actually vote. And then you sign with a company that basically has slave labor going on. It, it's hard to decipher exactly what his message is when there's all these well, other things going on. Well, he's been signed to that company before he was let go for that, from the NFL. So yeah, he actually effect, got signed his rookie year. Yeah, so in effect, if it weren't for that company... I mean, he he had money from his rookie year, obviously, because he's a football player. But if it weren't for that company, like he he's he's been bringing income the whole time because of Nike. On top well, of that, so what kind some of, of that, lifetime contract is that? Is he Tiger Woods? No, there's a, there's actually other athletes who are not even close to Tiger Woods or Colin Kaepernick that Nike signs like lifetime contracts where they have long term contracts um, depending on you know what they do in the community and also their stuff. So there's 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 athletes that I know who you know ran track and they did a decent they did decently, but they still have contracts with Nike after the fact. So Nike Freddie I mean, Adu still has a contract with Nike. Party. <laughs> 
the old soccer player Freddie Adu still has a contract. Yeah, you just you just you just never you just never know. So I mean, kudos to them. But you know, this is my suggestion. However, another person who kind of got into some hot water, but was just working, not even doing a political stance. Jeffrey Owens of uh, the Cosby Show uh, pretty much went viral earlier this week. There was a picture of him in Trader Joe's working for Trader Joe's. Now, the whole thing is that a lot of people who are not in the industry look at people in the industry and think that they're balling because they're on radio, TV, et cetera. I get that all the time. I am not balling despite the fact that I have 10 billion jobs. It just, you know, it's the nature of the grind. So uh, people disagree. don't know that. Yeah, that you said you disagree. <laughs> You're balling people- mentally, maybe not in your bank account, but I, uh, I look up to anyone that works that often. Well, thank you. However, you know, you're in the industry, so you know the hard work. I get people asking me for money all the time, and that's just not the case. Um, <laughs> you just laugh and walk some hangers on or something? What's going on? Well, you know, you people see you on TV, and they think, okay, well, she has a lot of money. It's just, you know, it is what it is. People got so money. People, yeah, people, uh, people are thinking that Jeffrey Owens, he was, uh, I believe he was the husband of uh, Lisa Bonet on um, the Cosby show. You know, they thought he was balling and, you know, that a job at uh, Trader Joe's was beneath him. However, Trader Joe's is almost on the same level as like um, Starbucks, that they have really great um, health care. Um, they take care of their employees. I mean, like I know somebody who is actually working for Trader, Joe, Trader Joe's, despite the, aside from the fact that they, you know, they have that, um, uh, that you know, crazy seven-day schedule where you you know you, you work any day of the week. You don't get your weekends off per se. Um, other than that, you're you know you're kind of sitting pretty with the, it's a pretty good job. What so are his was, thoughts? Is was he upset or is he unhappy in the situation that he is in, or was he content with working at Trader Joe's? That's the thing that gets glossed over because if he's cool well, with it, but that doesn't matter. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, at the end of the day, I'm sure he wants to be an actor. So essentially, he did an interview with uh, Robin Roberts on Good Morning America, I believe it was. And he said, you know, he, he loved acting. He was teaching. He was doing other stuff. But he has a family and kids. And, you know, at that point in time, he just had to make a decision. And Trader Joe's was a good decision. So, you know, it could be a good decision healthcare-wise. You know what I'm saying? So they have benefits. Yeah. Including the impulse buy chocolates they have. There you go. As an actor, you don't necessarily get those, you know, you don't get those benefits because you're a contract worker. Um, So essentially, um, you know, he said he went to bed one day just, you know, working at Trader Joe's. And the next day he wakes up and he's like a viral sensation. Um, Now he said that he still acts here and there. Um, but nothing big, and that prompted uh, Tyler Perry to give him a job, mm-hmm. um, essentially with the show. I believe it was the have, Haves or Have Nots. It not. was the Haves and Have Nots. Yeah. He offered him to come on set and gave him a role. You're going to play yeah. a grocery bagger in this episode. <laughs> now, it was supposed to be, or it was, it was, uh, it actually turned out to be a, ro- a reoccurring, reoccurring role for 10 episodes. So it's in season six. So that's pretty cool. Because without that opportunity, we would have never known that he was working at Trader Joe's. And, you know, Tyler Perry went However, it's kind of one of those things that there are a lot of actors all over the place, but just between L.A., Atlanta, and uh, New York that are waitressing and doing all this other stuff. So, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where um, it's great for social media, but then, you know, what happens to those actors who've been grinding for 25 plus years? Great for who so they can run my name in the ground. First of all, it's like, (laughs) I know that it's... To to the outside person who isn't in the entertainment industry, it looks like, oh, this is a precipitous fall. This guy was on one of the biggest shows 
of all time in the 80s, and now he's, you know, collecting baskets in the uh, parking lot at Trader Joe's. I don't even know what his job was at Trader Joe's. I'm just making a point. And you also but, have to remember, too, that he's not getting um, the residual checks anymore because they took the cost they did. off. They did. So, uh, but again, that, that might have been the defining factor. It's not I mean, like they he sue Bill Cosby for that. It's not like they saw him at the unemployment office or something like that, or he's struggling, or he's doing like, woe is me. You mentioned he was a teacher. You mentioned mm-hmm. he had this job at Trader Joe's where he got yeah, benefits. He so he's doing his thing. If he's making mm-hmm. his meat and he's and he's not like I say, he'd rather be acting. But it doesn't seem like he was miserable at all. To like the fact that everybody on social media is giving the guy a hard time for it. It's kind of screwed right. up. But I'm yeah, sure that it, Trader, it, it, Trader Joe's has picked up a lot of business because of this. Well, I think a lot of people don't realize uh, that Trader Joe's has really good benefits. So maybe their applications have started. I mean, because it's, it's one of those things like, well, if it's good enough for him, then it's good enough for me. That's that, that type of thing. So and then on top of that, uh, Nicki Minaj uh, on her clean radio offered uh, to donate him 25K just just because. So because, um, you know, he was she grew up watching the show. He was one of her favorites. I mean, that whole show, the cast of characters um, that they had, everybody had their role to play and everybody was great at it. So So now they uh, just turned into a charity case. So Nicki Minaj is just giving him 25 grand. Yeah. Maybe I should start working at Trader Joe's. I'll have Adam take a picture of me and I can look all sad. Somebody will give me money. That's not going to make her album number one. Okay. Oh, boy. Well, I mean, I mean, you could do that, but, you know, doing that in L.A., you're just joining everybody else who's, you know, trying to make it. Um, so um, I got TV other... credits to my name. I can do it. They got that okay. orange chicken. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> and some free I samples. I have in a while, but. Oh, my gosh. So uh, some sad news. Burt, Red- Burt Reynolds, a um, uh, legend in the industry, has uh, recently passed away. He passed away at 82. Um, but what happened was he actually passed away in his home. The landlord kind of allowed that to, to happen. I believe he was supposed to. There was, uh, he was supposed to move out um, and let more because of, you know, financials and all that good stuff. But the landlord's like, no, you can stay there because he knew. They, sometimes. You're almost dead anyways. Exactly. <laughs> To put it not so um, bluntly, thanks, Adam. So, <laughs> did he die like, next to some beautiful ladies? Because that's how I would imagine Burt Reynolds going. Yeah, but would you want to be the beautiful lady? Because they knew he was going to die. Like it was kind of the same thing with Aretha Franklin. Like they knew she only had days to live or a week mm-hmm. to live, or whatever. Um, would you want to be that lady to be sit laying beside Burt Reynolds? Like, oh yeah, I know. I'm just here to come back. So I'm so sorry, Burt. Sign here before you croak, real quick. Oh jeez. Like, oh, oh. Do you think like his mustache kind of like just fell off as soon as he took his last breath? Slowly it's like the, the rose petals and Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Anyway. I love Burt Reynolds, by the way. <laughs> I wonder how much that, Deliverance is one of my favorite movies. How much would hairs from his mustache cost? Oh my gosh! I'd take so some of those died, trimmings. Yeah. So he died of, of a heart attack. Yeah, rest uh, in peace, in by the way. Who oh, gets the toupee? <laughs> now another person who's uh, kind of been controversial uh, on and off through the last six months or so, Kanye West. So kind of. Well, I mean, <laughs> this has been controversial he, for fifteen years. You talking about girl? He, controversial in the last, you know, he he go he goes and comes. So, like, for instance, he was on Twitter for a long time. He pops on Twitter, says he's going to uh, write a philosophy book, then says he's supporting Trump, and then he disappears to Jacksonville. His albums come out. Then he disappears again, and he comes up and does the interviews which, uh, in Chicago. And then, you know, he's kind of been back in the media again. Now, in one of his interviews, he did mention that, um, I believe the, when he was at Jimmy Kimmel, he did mention that he watched porn. I think this kind of... Uh, 
segued into him having the job that he has now. So he has taken his talents to uh, the triple screen. He is the creative director for the Pornhub Awards. I didn't know. I know uh, well, they had the AVN Awards. I didn't know they had the Pornhub Awards. I didn't either. I do know that after he had his appearance on Kimmel, that Pornhub gave him an unlimited like lifetime free subscription. I did see yeah. that. Well, and so, specifically... Now I've never seen this stuff. Sure, you but haven't. there's it's on your bookmarks tab. We talking about it? There's a porn publisher called Blacked, and mm-hmm. that's and that's where black dudes just rail away on the white girls. Hmm. <laughs> now it's part of my bookmarks. Yeah. All right. Kanye All said right. that was his favorite type of porn. Uh, oh yeah, you are right. So uh, Thursday night. Oh, so you know why we haven't heard of it? Because this is the first uh, is the first ever. So Thursday night was an mm. inaugural uh, show. Um, it was at the Blasco Theater, which we actually went to for that uh, Soka event. Um, so they had that. A friend of mine, actually, uh, she actually was on um, the show that we did, Carla Lane. I don't know if you guys were there when she was in there. Stan brought her in. Um, I still talk to her to this day. Um, I did meet she, Carla, yes. Yeah. Was so she, she was at the event. Uh, she's a, um, uh, what's it, a BBW porn yes. star. She, yes. she has her own site up. She's doing really well with herself. She grows big, chickens in her backyard. Big really Broncos fan, girl. if I remember correctly, is what we, got, yeah. we talked about when she was in her backyard. She grows Sorry. chickens and eggs and fruits and vegetables in her backyard, in addition to being a porn star. Uh, so, you know, really interesting girl. Um, if you do want to check out the interview, you actually can go on my YouTube page. Uh, it should be posted somewhere there. Um, okay. Anywho. Um, that was the inaugural thing. Uh, Tanya West was the creative director for it, and then he also dropped a song um, with uh, dropped a song that day too with Little Pump called "I Love It." So uh, you know, shout out to that right white dude, Little Pump. Yes. Oh, okay, they said Little Pimp for a second. I was like, "Who's Little no. Pimp? Is that another new rapper that's trash?" You know. Oh right. wow. Little Pump else. actually is not as horrible as some of the other new guys. I'll say that. Well, you know, tomato, tomato. They're not making their music for you. He made up that you're, stupid. You're out of the. You're out of the demographic. There's no stu- little poopy. That stupid saying that kids can't stop saying. What is it? It's he scared it. Is what? Yeah, that's what I said. It's like ty- it's typing and it's like e s t i e e t or something. What does it mean? I have something stupid. I have okay. no clue. I should probably Urban Dictionary just to see what it means because I don't know. But he just he says it anytime he gets ready to do a verse. English it, mother, do you speak it? He's scared. That's what he says. It's not like he's saying he's scared. That's what I thought he said. Then my little cousin was like, no, man, he's, he's scared. And he's like, what does that mean? I don't know. So how you go? So you telling me you don't even know what the word is, but you're saying it every fifth word? What the hell's wrong with you? Sorry. I want, I want a bit of a rant. It's not like, oh, like one of the groupy old men from the balcony. Yeah, uh, you really what, do. What else? But, um, what, what else? Uh, last but not least, uh, Richard Simmons. So he's been hiding for almost five years. He's Everybody still thought around? He's going to die. Yeah, he's still alive. I thought he was going to be uh, the actually- TKO for a second. I was mm. getting scared. <laughs> No, uh, he actually um, launched the river. Uh, he had the Richard Simmons Sweating Shop channel that's on on Thursday. Um, that is going to be TalkShop dot live. So it's like uh, QVC meets Facebook, where you can go and like, he has different items there. So it's be it's going to be um, uh, 2019 calendar filled with more than. Uh, like ab blasters? Days. What do you mean, like stuff? Like you know, ab blasters sounds terrible. Uh, Why don't they have those ab things that you put on that you don't like? It's like you're doing crunches, but you just stand there and right. it just jiggles your it's stomach. Motorized. Yeah, those sort of things. Is that? I mean, I that, like that's it. what I was. That's what I would associate them with. I, I walk around with it's, that all day. Yeah. It does nothing. So it's kind of like uh, it's going to be Thigh a masters. fitness. 
it's going to be a fitness shop. So I think what how it sounds like is he's going to, he's kind of developed this. So it's also going to be his maybe sweating to the oldies type stuff, as well as other fitness items that are going to be sold on this, uh, uh, hmm. sweating, the sweating shop. So I'm not a fan of the name live. sweating shop. Sweating shop. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, at least he's out and about. He hasn't passed away. Um, really nice guy. I got to interview him. Um, really interesting guy. Very bubbly and kind of like over the top. So, hey, Bert, you know, save a seat for him. He's 70, how old is How old is he now? God. 70 years old. Uh, I swear he's older than 70, but, you know. <laughs> He'll appreciate that. <laughs> you know, you never know. Now, it's not like he's a fitness he's, guy. He's 70 going on 150, I guess. <laughs> I know. I feel like he's been around for like ever, and he's been living forever. Uh, now, uh, you guys ready for TK's TKO of the week? Uh, we'll see. It's TK's TKO of the week. TKO of the week. So it's kind of one of those, you know, when they uh, do this conspiracy theory where they link everybody's name together. Have you guys seen Power, by the way? I've not seen a single episode. Though everyone oh, that I know who that has watched it says it's really good. I see him get rich or die trying, and Fifty Cent can't act. Maybe he's gotten better. That was a while ago. Never mind. He Anyways, produces it. I don't think he actually acts in power, does he? Oh, he's in it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. This is like season six. He's I don't watch it. They actually did a whole viral thing. He got shot, and he's dead. His character is dead. They had a rest in peace oh. Canaan thing. And what like, season was that? Art in? imitating this almost was life. Last, this is the the recent season. Okay. So wow, that tells you how connected to it I am. It was. I don't watch viral. television like you don't that. Watch you don't watch. You don't have to watch television to know that. Do you, do you follow Fifty Cent? I don't think I do, to be honest. with I you. I follow when he and Mayweather are going back and forth on Instagram. Yeah, I don't oh think my I gosh, do. him and Mayweather are still going back and forth. They are. They have the whole Nike can't. You know the Nike um, little viral things now with Colin Kaepernick. But now you can put your face on it, and you can put whatever statement. So uh, Fifty Cent something said something about Floyd, and then Floyd went to say something about Fifty Cent, but the grammar was kind of off. But you know, I guess everybody accepted it because it was Floyd. They've been going back and forth forever. Now it's just getting like whatever. It's just boring now. However, um, if you watch the conspiracy, if you like, you know, see those conspiracy theories and like those comedies and also like dramas, they have like all these a series of events that lead to whatever. And because it's this, it's not because of that. So TKL TKL week is there's a, a conspiracy theory. So we start with Jeffrey Owens, and because Jeffrey Owens, he wouldn't be on the show if it were not for Lisa Bonet, and then obviously Bill Cosby, all that good stuff. Now. At that time, Lisa Bonet got kicked out of the Cosby show because she had, I think she had did like a slightly new thing for um, Playboy. She had some nipple Cosby, thing or something. Yeah, yeah, Bill Cosby didn't really appreciate that. In that time, she <laughs> sure also uh, married Lenny Kravitz, had a baby, Zoe Kravitz. He they had a penis all... thing. <laughs> Popped out one time on stage. Yes, and his penis, it's very, it's very well known that he's well endowed. Um, because of that, him being well endowed, they had a baby named Zoe Kravitz, which leads us to TKO's TKO of the week. Who is Zoe Kravitz? Beautiful woman. Amazing actress. You could have just said Zoe Kravitz. We know who, at least I know who she is. Well, I just want to give a little bit of history for people <laughs> who don't know. Oh, all right. Zoe works. She's yeah. young. She's young, isn't she? She's always like like 22 or something, right? Uh, Yeah, and she actually goes to the same hairdresser that I do. For, for Does my she braids. really? Yeah, she goes, yeah, we go to the same braider. Okay, nice. So that's why yeah, you be looking so. so clean. I understand. Like, yeah, TK's are, braids are pretty popping right now. Is your well, braider you know. Alan that's Iverson's it. mom? <laughs> no, Remember when no, she was no. braiding him on the sideline or on the court side? Yes. Why not? I mean, that was the best. He's just sitting there. I mean, you know how long that what? stuff takes to do, Adam? No, he doesn't. Oh, for one time out. It takes a while. <laughs> no, long. Yeah, one time out. Might take a whole damn day because with some people, yeah. my God. 
All right, yeah. well, Zoe Kravitz, that does the job. She's good looking. Yeah, and I figure, you know, that that's in Alan, Adam's wheelhouse, not enough, not in, you know, just just enough junk for him to handle. Mm-hmm. Not, not too much for him. Yeah, because, you know, some can't handle all, all oh, that. Well, she was in Mad Max Fury Road, and I don't think anybody could be fat in that post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> well, not enough, food, not enough of, rations uh, to go around. Apocalyptic <laughs> world type stuff, too. And then she, I think she has another one that's kind of ap- apocalyptic, too, that's coming out now, too. So, you know. She was also in After Earth. Yeah, so she was like a lot of like death movies or movies were like real, real depressing type. Well, you have to remember the theory is that um, as years go by, we're going to become like a whole uh, uh, melting pot of you know the beige community because everybody's going to start you know doing each other and all this other stuff. So well, that's why certain prototype. Yeah, well, certain people are trying to protect against that. I'll 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 leave it at that. Yeah, but you know, those people are dying out. Why are you looking at me? Well, then I'm, I'm not looking at you specifically. I just said it. <laughs> oh, are they dying now? Because I saw something in Charleston that I'm doesn't say. I'm not against it. That doesn't say, you know. They're against it. They don't want me. <laughs> Why won't Zoe Kravitz breed with me? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's that's not even a white thing. That's just a, you know. Evolutionary thing, thing coming? <laughs> well, you know, you know, some people, uh, it, it's. Some people are a little bit more better looking than others, and then some people are oh. not as good looking. And genetically, if we were to just go by genetics, you the, know, there are some Adam, people Adam, they don't like you because you're white. <laughs> it's not that's not the reason they don't like you. It's because you're white <laughs> and ugly. Because you look like Gargamel or something. I guess is that what TK's trying to argue, angle towards? Sorry. I just say genetic wise, you know, you just might not be, you know, uh, good for future generations. Well, everybody can't be eight feet tall and like 235 pounds, TK. Well, you know, that's what I prefer. You agree. Yeah, I, I see. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I understand. It's all good. Uh, hear more of TK. See more of TK uh, on t- uh, TMZ. TK t- is lusting over people on sports signs. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. She's well, true. Know. She's looking for the perfect human. Right. Not the perfect human, just the, the just some, right fitting human. Something really close to it. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. I understand. Uh, yeah. TMZ, After Buzz TV is where you can find her on that YouTube channel. And uh, Yeah, we had a really good interview with the WWE legend Jazz, uh, former oh. wrestler. Uh, really great interview. So if you're into wrestling, um, definitely check that one out on AfterBuzz. Yeah, you guys get a lot of wrestlers in there, don't you, it seems like. Yeah, we get a lot of... Uh, I'm doing a women's show called Women's Wrestling Weekly where we essentially interviewing all women's wrestlers from across different promotions. Um, but this one, uh, Jad, this last interview uh, was quite interesting. So if you like some gossip and tea and you, you know, want to talk about uh, WWE and how she got let go and all that other stuff, uh, you know, definitely check it out. Hit me up when Trish Stratus comes in. I could be a gaffer or hold the mic or do something. It's kind of funny um, because I am Canadian. You need to powder that ass. Oh, boy. Because I'm Canadian, there's actually a lot of of wrestlers are Canadian. Yeah, And uh, because I'm Canadian, that kind of gets me in the door. Um, You know, there's... Trish is Canadian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's that's. I I hit her up. Her people hit me back up, and they're like, we would love to do work with you because you know do you, you like are, Drake. You are I like Drake. Canadian. Oh jeez. Well, you know, I did have two two dreams about interviewing Drake, so I think that's supposed to come. Dude, she dreamed. I dream it. 
Dream it and yeah. you can achieve it. I like it. There you go. I'm serious, Boom. though. When you, If and when you get Trish in there, I want to be in the building. I dreamed I was on Family Matters this morning and Oprah was in the episode. <laughs> Wait, what? That's a lot going on I there. Know. <laughs> you were in Family right, Matters as what? And Zoe Kravitz still won't let me have sex with her? TK, at TK Trinidad is where you can find her on all social media platforms. TK, thanks for waking up early and doing this. We appreciate it. No problem, guys. I'll send my bill to you. Send it to Adam. All right. Bye. All right. Take care. Ariel's TK. That, that was a real dream. You were in fat. Were you Urkel or something? No, I was me. I was hanging out. So you with were the Urkel. awkward white guy just sitting there. Carl was in there. Three, two, one, one, two, three. What the heck is bothering me? It's you, Steve. That's like the only thing I remember now. Him getting upset with Steve. I don't remember Laura Winslow. I don't remember Waldo Faldo. I don't remember his little skilo Kevin Hart buddy. <laughs> But I know Remember Zach Oprah from the was Power in Rangers there. in one of those episodes. He was like a bully or something. I think Zach from Power Rangers got his ass kicked by uh, uh, Steph, not Stefan, who was the the Japanese martial arts guy when he jumped into his machine. Urkel did. Oh, it was Stefan. No, no, Stefan. There so there were two alter egos for Urkel. Oh. There was Stefan Arcaro, who was like the suave guy. So they jumped the shark who Laura, twice. Who Laura passed out and going Gaga over, and then he took the machine and it turned him into like this martial arts fighter. Okay. At one time, he and Carl both jumped in into the machine, and they both just whipped a bunch of ass of all these guys who were like being giant d-bags to Laura or something. Did Cody show up from step by step because he was a martial arts guy? No. Also, a woman. Were beater. there any women around that he can beat up? That was the only reason. That yeah. That's what Cody would have been around for. Turns out he's a horrible, horrible human being. I did not hit her. It's not true. Yeah, he it's did. Bullshit. I did not hit her. Giant I douche. Did not. I think he did one of those soldier movies, like oh, did he? the spinoff of like the Kurt Russell one. Mm. I don't know. Universal Soldier, that was the spinoff of the John like Claude he, Van Damme one. He did like Big Trouble in Bangkok or something. Is that what it was? Is that is that is that the bootleg version of uh, Big Trouble in Little China that he did? <laughs> uh, we have two voicemails to get to before we check out. 949-478-1197 is the number to oh, call and leave us a voicemail. It better be better than... How I want to say Mondays were, but it was actually a Wednesday show we just it did a couple of days ago. It was with Andre giving us a Champions League. And if you missed that, things. we had Chris Hansen on. I call him Chris Hansen. Have a seat right over here for me. Who talked all about the Khalil Mack situation with the Raiders and the fallout from that? We covered that well on Wednesday. And many fans still have not gotten over it, nor should they. Yeah, it's going to take I, a little time. I kind of have it either. And watch him get like four sacks on Aaron Rodgers Sunday night too. You know that's going to happen. What if he goes out and breaks the sack record yeah. this year? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. That uh, might that, that that might happen. I I think it's possible with him. His best three his next 3 years could be his best 3 years. Yeah, and he's playing on a, a stacked defensive line. Akeem Hicks is one of the best defensive tackles and I talked about Leonard Floyd their number one pick a couple of years ago. That line is vicious with yeah. Smith. They could be dangerous. And two of the three quarterbacks he'll be facing in in the division are pretty stationary with Matt Stafford, Stafford and Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Rodgers can still move around because he's the best quarterback ever. That's right. And that's not a hot take. Do we have the best calls ever? Let's find out. Hey, fellas, it's James. How are you guys going to have a soccer expert on and not even know that PSV is in Eindhoven and that plays in the Dutch League? That dude is trash. He only knows about like four teams. Um, good show. Can't wait to listen to P. And once again, another year goes by that I didn't make it out for uh, – the PVA, but I'm going to try to get out next year or maybe even uh, sometime during the winter Forget to uh, maybe get backstage for a Clippers game. We'll <laughs> see. Adam still got my uh, Milos Jedi, I hope. And uh, uh. <laughs> y'all have a good one, and hopefully we get some uh, movie reviews coming out soon because 
I know the Venom movie is supposed to be trash, but, you know, there's a few others coming out that might be decent. All right, later. Yeah, I want to see the Demon Nun movie. How stupid does that look? The Nun. Freaking ridiculous. Have we really run out of that many? You know, I'm glad it's actually It'd be a lot scarier if it was called The Priest. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Eight-year-olds, dude. <laughs> they messed up. Would have been timely or two. Oh, man. James was there on this call talking S to Andre yeah. 3000. We got some, some, Why are you mad at me, some Premier League soccer on soccer crime. I, I like it. I guess there's a couple guys that are trying to be our official soccer analyst on this show, our Alexi Lawless. Okay. But uh, he said that Andrew or Andre. Why are you mad at me, Adam? He's not going to like that. Nope. Andre's in analysis on Wednesday wasn't very good. Said it was trash. Now, <laughs> it was because I'm such a novice, I couldn't really speak to that. But James does have some experience. He wakes up early. He walks, yeah. watches the EPL and all those. And again, I'm very, I'm a novice too. Like, I'm a fan and I watch some of the matches, but I don't follow the day-to-day, week-to-week, who's on top, who's not, who's relegated most of the time. So I don't follow it closely enough to get into an argument with these two. So if y'all want to jump in the ring and do Foxy Boxing or something, have at it. I will have a Venom review whenever that comes out. I forget the release date for it, but I know there was a commercial that actually aired last night during uh, Thursday Night Football, and I kind of got excited for a second, and then I had to temper my expectations once again because I know it's not going to be very good because Sony's doing it. The only thing they can do, apparently... Is Spider-Man video games. <laughs> and that that video Spider-Man game looks, video game looks, looks sweet great. as hell, don't it? That, that looks like... better than any of the Andrew Garfield and Spider-Man movies. It does. Apparently, the new Spider-Man takes a shot at the old Spider-Man. There's a line in there somewhere. That's what I read. I'm not sure. I haven't seen it. I can't tell. Which old Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I couldn't even tell which one. Oh, Venom comes out October 5th. So when is our Nun review coming? <laughs> is Nun going to happen? <laughs> okay, let's get to the next call. My bad. I want to keep my last message under a minute. But uh, the reason he's not a soccer analyst is he didn't even mention Clint Nepsey retiring, which is probably the greatest U.S. player up to date. I mean, kids coming up now probably better, but that that dude's a trash uh, soccer quote-unquote expert. All right, later. The best thing Clint Dempsey ever did was take off his shirt and give it to a kid who was next to some hot, hot soccer mom in the stands, and she was just IFing Clint Dempsey to... To death. He was probably effing early that night. Um, they got a new dad. Well, now Andre has been on record on this show and on Twitter talking about how trash U.S. soccer is. So I don't even know if he even acknowledges that it exists. Well, isn't Landon Donovan the greatest He's, U.S. born soccer player? He is, uh, and especially numbers wise, stats wise. But we've talked about this a lot, and sometimes that doesn't always bore out. You know who the better player is. I do think if you sure. ask sort of some analyst that. Dempsey's probably right there with him or around in the conversation with him. What if we ask Landon? He's an analyst now for the bestest. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Landon will say that Clint's much, much better than he is. <laughs> so humble. Very humble guy is Landon Donovan. So four feet tall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Met him in the hallways once here. Clint, uh, Clint, definitely just a better overall athlete for sure. Better uh, rapper. Player. Uh, I don't know if I've heard Landon try to rap before. Um, <laughs> there but you I've go. Heard, I've heard Clint. I've heard Clint. He's not, not terrible. He's one of the better not terrible. athlete rappers out there. I think he is. He's up there with Ron Artest. Bar's not that high, but sure. I'm trying to go down a short list in my head right now. Well, it's Damian Lillard and then everybody else. This is true. Basically. This is true. <laughs> he's, ain't nobody on par with him. He's a rapper that happens to be great at basketball. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, this week, because we gave away the money to Andrea, Andre last week, 
uh, and he got $40 from me. We'll give the $20 to James Stubbs, who's likely going to donate it to charity anyways. All like, you care about is money. Are you going to act like that was an accident that you called Andre Andrea? was an accident. Was it? It's early. I don't, I don't know. I'm barely sounds awake. Like a, like, barely like, awake. like when Bill Parcells called Terry Glenn she back in the day. The late Terry Glenn, rest in peace, by the way, oh. back in the day. So, Bill Parcells said a few things, <laughs> didn't he? That were uh, inappropriate. Couple there was of a play certain calls. play calls. Yeah, I don't know. Then he called somebody else the player. Yeah. It's my quarterback. Terrell Owens, the Hall of Famer. I don't know how well Parcells would do coaching these uh, these kids now. Yeah, he's not ready for the politically correctness millennial. Because the league is different. When did he leave Dallas? Like 2006 or something or 2005? Right after Romo fumbled that ball. (laughs) No, I think he stayed another year. Maybe? I don't know. (laughs) Or was that his out? It may have been his out. You should have beat Seattle in this playoff game. I'm done. You're out. (laughs) Too angry for this. Yeah, I don't blame him. So, So James gets the money, right? James, you got the money. Okay. You're the big winner. Way to go. You win. Uh, we were the winners today to have Petros Papadakis on the show and TK Trinidad. Thanks mm-hmm. to both of them. If you want to get in touch with us, I'm at follow Adam A on Twitter. He's at KFig1. We have the FNA show account, the official account, and we have FNAPodcast.com with something very important on it. An Amazon banner. Yeah. And you click on an Amazon banner and you can buy to your heart's desire. If you are thinking about buying something from Amazon, I know it's, I mean, they do everything so early now. There's like Halloween stores opening up already. You just started September. I saw the Halloween candy in my pavilions. Now, so if you want to buy a Halloween costume online or you want to buy some gifts or some what, buy it from Amazon. But if you do, click on our banner at FNAPodcast.com first. Do that. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to buy, maybe if you want to buy a kooky shirt and just be kooky shirt guy for, uh, for Halloween. Go to RipedApparel.com, type in the promo code FNA, and you can shop at your heart's desire there, too. You'll get 10% off whatever it is that you order. They have three new shirts every day that are only $13, and you can still use the FNA promo code for 10% off on those shirts. So Mm -hmm. that's a great deal. Yes, it is. It'll be about $11.50 then. Exactly. (laughs) Sounds like a good deal to me. So, again, that's RipedApparel.com, promo code FNA for 10% off of your order. Coming up on Monday, it's the return of the mother effing greatest. One of our favorite segments to do during the NFL season. It's the NFL six, six pack. pack. Break it you, open. We give our best win of the week, our worst loss, moral victory, moral defeat, surprise what in the world, and your oh Troy epic fail of the week. Oh Troy, I'm so sorry. Oh my God! Sorry Viking fans. They got a great team outside the offensive line. <laughs> Which seems like a big deal. Uh, A very big deal when you don't have the most mobile quarterback in the world. Yeah, and a guy prone to uh, throwing picks when he gets into trouble. Yeah, and a running back, a a dynamic running back coming off a pretty devastating injury. So, maybe they can play D, though. So, there's that. So, we're saying the Vikings are already screwed. Yeah, we're kind of giving them the old Troy for the season already before they even kick off. I'm sorry, y'all. By the way... I would like to make a prediction because we do this every single year. Okay. And I'm doubling down on my prediction from last year. Okay, what was last year? It was Steelers and Packers. Okay. A replay of the 2011 Super Bowl. So you're going for the gold. Adam is saying, show caveat. me the gold. Gold versus gold. I do need Le'Veon Bell to show up eventually. I want 
nowhere to go. He wants to get paid, so he will eventually. His teammates and him are fighting on social media or at least through the press. That's not a good situation. I haven't, let me see. So if I had to make a prediction, I do like, despite what happened opening night, which was ugly. I mean, you know what didn't happen? Wentz goes down. Big Dick Nick steps Big D Nick did not play that great, but neither did Matt Ryan. He had, you know, micro penis pressure. Nick Foles. <laughs> he had pressure in his face the entire night. Uh, but I am picking the Atlanta Falcons to go to the Super Bowl this year. And if I that's kind of bold after last night, it is. But I'm still sticking with them. But they are uber talented. Is Matt Ryan hurt? I think he's fine. Okay. I think he's fine. He's fine. Um, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here. And if I have to pick somebody out of the AFC... Sark isn't fine. Uh, I don't want to go with the Patriots. Seven drinks, kind of That would kind of be the... I think the offense will be better this year, by the way. Year number two with Sark. Um, overall. It has to be, because yeah. they only scored 22 points per game it's, last year. They were down almost 12 points from the year before with Kyle Shanahan when they went to the Super Bowl. And you know I have an axe to grind against the decision, and I know it would have been difficult. But in my opinion, I would have promoted Kyle Shanahan to head coach and let Dan Quinn kick rocks. We'll see. But Dan Quinn has the defense playing better. Which is his bread and butter. So it could be um, easier to find a defensive coordinator than somebody as good as Kyle Shanahan is as a head coach and as an offensive mastermind, even though he did blow it at the end of that game where they were at the 22-yard line of the Patriots with four and a half minutes left with a first down with one of the best kickers in the game up by eight. How did they lose that game, Kevin? Are you asking me? It, if, if I'm baffled and upset by this, Imagine being a Falcons fan. Well, now yeah. I'm getting very irritated. That was the worst way to lose a game in the history of the NFL. Yes, sir. I can't get over it. So he should still be the head coach? Oh, they should have promoted him. Okay. Um, it's like Sark took the play calling from just that series <laughs> when they were about to close out that game and modeled his philosophy after that. Why is he running... Halfback sweeps at the goal line against a fast defense. What is he doing? And the Julio Jones thing is interesting. Over the last two years, when he's targeted in the end zone, Matt Ryan has only connected with him one time for a touchdown. In contrast, DeAndre Hopkins, 25 times he's been uh, targeted in the end zone. And he has 14 touchdowns in those situations. So almost, yeah, I think it was 14 and 25. Yeah. I feel so like over half the time, or maybe yeah. it was 12. Either way. And I feel like there's been issues at times just throughout their tenure together where Julio has just not been used effectively in the red zone just in general, regardless of who the coordinator has been. He's been a, a great numbers, great yards receiving, but oftentimes six touchdowns or you know eight touchdowns or yeah. whatever. It's really weird. You he's going to have 2,000 yards receiving this year and one touchdown. You think he'd score more, and that was a, a point of emphasis. Now, it wasn't a good omen that they got into the red zone, and the red zone offense was one of the worst in the league last year, and it was bad again on opening night. Their green zone offense, though. <laughs> yeah, that was a great invention. What uh, are they thinking? I mean, I don't not, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't care one way or the other. They can do whatever they want. It bothers me. Why? Why? Because I don't are know what so, I'm looking why at. Why are people so up in arms? Just watch the players on the field. Who cares about the graphic on the screen? It's distracting. No, it's not. It's on the screen. So it's a darker hue of green on the screen, and it's distracting? Yeah, and I'm wondering why it's there. It's just to tell you where the line of scrimmage is 
in uh, proximity to the first down marker. It's like, as long as we get that yellow line, we're good. I, this is one of those things that I just f file away as if they want to, they think it looks cool or cute or whatever, I don't care. It doesn't affect me watching the game. I mean, if you have you're a certain hue of colorblind or something and it messes with your cornea or something, then maybe you have a gripe. I don't need that darker it, it, green. It doesn't bother me. What, you got something against darker colors? No. You sure? Well, no. Okay. Never have. Never I, will. I Three of my understand closest what friends you're... are African Americans. I'd prefer if it was black. That would stand out more. <laughs> in be, contrast to the green. Might be more field. distracting or something. Does Especially, anybody have a black field in college football? Has that ever happened? I don't think so. I've only seen blue and red. Okay. I've only seen blue and red. I'm trying to think if I've seen another color, but I think that's racist. It. Was there a pink field once? Maybe that was Some one. black end zone. Maybe that was in one of my dreams. Right? Yes, the Raiders have black end zone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, how would that hole. work if the Raiders are playing and they have the black zone and that, you can't even see the players on the screen? That's a home field advantage. Isn't it? They're going to need it. That's <laughs> for damn sure, especially open tonight when they get after their ass. That won't be pretty. Going up against a team that paid their defensive star in Aaron Donald and the Rams. Yeah. yeah. And we're willing to pay Khalil Mack, too, apparently. If you believe, I say I believe the reports. Kevin Demoff was on uh, 570. He was on with Rogan and Rodney yesterday, and they said, yeah, we tried to get Khalil Mack. They didn't want our first-round pick because they thought it would be too low. That would seem to be like the most overpowered, Souped I want to say overpaid, ever. but defensive line and defense are going to be really you good. You would have the last three defensive player of the years on the, on the same defensive line. Wowzers. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even think about Actually, that. I think I think Donald's won so two and Mac won one. Now. And they got Marcus Peters. Who obviously knows the division well. Mm -hmm. And has been a thorn in the side for the Chargers. Ball for Hawk. So they All don't right. even need him. They don't even need him. I'll just go with the Patriots. F it. I don't care. I'll go with the Falcons or the Patriots again. Falcons going to win, please. <laughs> sure, why <God>. not? Sure, <laughs> why not? We'll talk to you guys next week.